Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome back to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra, and I'm so grateful you're here. Now, I know it's been a minute since I had a guest here with me on the podcast, but I assure you it was well worth the wait. I am so incredibly honored and excited to welcome Margarita Alcantara to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. This incredible woman is a true example of making your wounds your wisdom, overcoming struggle and hardship and making it your why and your mission in this world. Her story is incredibly inspiring and I am just in awe of our interview we had together. Not only is she the author of the number one chakra book on Amazon called Chakra Healing, she is also a licensed acupuncturist, a Reiki master, a shamanista medicine woman, and so much more. She is the mouthpiece for goddess consciousness, an embodiment of Mother Gaia, and a conduit between the star nation and Mother Gaia. She lives in this world as truly a powerful healer and leader, and I'm so grateful to have her here on the podcast. We talk about a lot in this interview. We talk about the chakra system, what it looks like to have a true, healthy, balanced throat chakra. She has some powerful advice for any woman who is ready to live from a place of power and purpose. And we talk about star seeds and what it means when we are super intuitive and empathetic as a child, but then maybe turn that off in an attempt to fit in and be, quote, normal. So sit back, enjoy this episode. You are going to learn so much, and I am so grateful. All right, Margarita, thank you so much for being here on the Goddess Ceremony podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Mm, We're going to talk about some good stuff today, reclaiming our voices, letting go of fear around being seen, the subtleties of healing, and I am so incredibly excited. Now, I feel like most great healers and teachers have a really powerful story of overcoming struggle or, you know, really making their wounds their wisdom. So I would love to hear what your healing journey was like long before you became an acupuncturist or, you know, began doing this incredible work you do now. Yeah. So, you know, the truth is, is that sometimes people, you know, they see folks like us who are doing stuff and they think that we just came out of the womb that way. And (laughs) that is totally not the case, including myself. And, um, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, really is so deceiving is that when you emerge into your power, it's because you've been to a place where you were in the complete opposite of that. And so that was definitely the case with me. And basically how that began was that when I was younger, um, you know, I was already like highly sensitive, you know, my intuitive abilities were emerging and I was hearing things, seeing things. And, um, you know, I often got the feedback from you know, loved ones that, you know, it's not acceptable, it's weird, it's, um, you're too sensitive, you're, you know, there's, there's just like, whatever I was, was not acceptable. And that, you know, all this woo stuff that I was entering into and opening up into was just not 
okay. So I said, well, I mean, I definitely don't want to be unacceptable. And so I just shut down my third eye. I shut down my heart so that I would not be sensitive, so that I would not um, stand out and thus get alienated. And what that actually did was, yes, that effectively shut down my intuitive abilities, but that also left me open to all the negative forces uh, mm -hmm. because I basically disconnected myself on purpose from my power. Um, and I didn't know what that was going to create in my life. But what that did is it opened me up to, um, to basically be a buffet for the darkness. And I went into this, um, I guess now some people call it like a shamanic awakening where, you know, I just didn't trust anything, anyone, myself. Um, I was, uh, you know, kind of in this really, really dark place. And I was hospitalized a couple times. I was on medical cocktails. Um, and it was just like a really dark place where I was in constant fear um, and mostly fear of my power. Um, and then finally, when I ran out of meds, because I ran out of you know, being able to pay for my insurance, um, I just started doing some guided meditations and that started getting me open into uh, my higher consciousness. And once I did that, it was like the darkness had no more power over me. And it's just like, you know, I just opened up into my capacity and it just you know, snowballed from there. And so from there, I just started opening up into, you know, my higher consciousness, my, my power, my worth, my self-love and, you know, everything that that power entails. And um, then I really just opened up into my work as a healer, um, went to acupuncture school, learned Reiki. Um, and I graduated from acupuncture school. I also got initiated as a shamanic a uh, practitioner, a medicine woman. And then about now three years ago, I was awakened into my starseed awareness, um, which basically, um, are you familiar with the whole starseed term? I am, but I would love for you to share more about it since that might be a new term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so starseed, um, starseeds are basically those who have roots in other star systems and who incarnate on this planet on purpose in order to help elevate the higher consciousness of humanity um, and awaken the frequency of our potential. And so um, that was something that awakened within me about three years ago now. And, um, or no, it's 2020. So that's like four years ago now. And um, so when that happened, I actually then started to remember that in many past lifetimes, in fact, I was here as a conduit between the Star Nation, otherwise known as the Galactic Federation and Mother Gaia, and that I would call them down for help and assistance when Mother Gaia needed their help. And so I don't think that's coincidence that I remembered now when Gaia is really needing our collective help to help her elevate her frequency because she's also ascending. So um, I started remembering that and I also remembered my work as uh, this power activator and then it just kind of took off from there. So I do have a healing practice um, in the middle of New York City, but like my bigger work is really to activate the codes of power in humanity. Wow, I have chills right now. <laughs> so beautiful. And there's so much, so much goodness to what you just shared there. But I think so many of us can really resonate with your story in feeling really intuitive, very empathetic as a child, but then feeling like we had to shut that down in order to seem normal. And do you think that there's 
some connection between these really empathetic special children and being a starseed? Um, I would say there often is a correlation. I wouldn't say that guaranteed across the board, but I would say it's highly likely, like maybe in the 80, 90 percent, if not 100, maybe, um, that starseeds, you know, they, you know, come from these higher vibrational planes where they're already, you know, like we we purposely come on this planet knowing it's going to be a lower density um, because we're like, oh yeah, we're going to do massive things. We're going to change the world. How awesome. And then we get born here and then we're like, oh my God, it's so dense. <laughs> you know? And they're like, oh, there's so much pain. Everyone's suffering. And so then so many starseeds and empaths also um, and light workers are just like, oh my God, this is so much work. How can I do this? And then, then comes in, you know, us showing up into our own empowered stories so that we can empower others, really. Yes. Oh, it makes me think of the wounded healer archetype, oh. the person that had to go through the shadow so that they could be part of the transformation. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Beautiful. So when you became an acupuncturist, is that when you started to feel more into the subtleties and then also the, the chakra system? Yeah, I would say I would say that would be the case because I think I was leaning towards that. Um, but at the same time, uh, once I started like actually learning about, you know, because in Chinese medicine, you start learning about the meridians and then you start learning about the different levels uh, of the soul and the spirit and, you know, all the different spirits that are in the organs and um, how it affects things and how energetically things reflect in the physical and all that stuff. I mean, that just started opening up all kinds of stuff for me. And I was like, oh, my God, yes, exactly. <laughs> and then with the chakras, it was the same way. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm totally holding that in, let's say, my heart chakra. And I'm like, ah. And so now I, I had tools to help heal myself. And that's always the case with healers. And it's just, you know, really looking for some emotional balance or some kind of uh, healing balance in themselves or people they love. And that's usually why they get drawn to the work they do, you know? Yes, I so agree. So it sounds like while you were in school, you were going through your own transformations as you were learning all of this. What point did you really start to dive into the chakra system and find a lot of healing in that? I think it officially began when I had my first Reiki class, because I mean, that's part of the whole Reiki curriculum, at least in most lineages, is to study the chakras, um, or the chakras, as many folks call them also. Um, but that's when I started to really learn about the system and learning about the basics, what they hold, what they represent, um, opening up into the wisdom and each one. And that way I could really understand myself about what I'm, I was carrying, what I was still holding on to, um, how I could transform that. And also, of course, you know, as I started going up there in terms of, um, you know, in my lineage and really become basically a Reiki master teacher by the end of it all, I then really learned to master energy. And um, so chakras are a big part of that. Absolutely. So if someone was totally brand new to the chakra system, or like you said, chakra, we'll just interchangeably, we'll just say it's fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, how would you describe that as someone that has this best selling book on the chakra system? How do you break it down to someone that's very new to the term? Yeah, so chakras are basically um, energy pathways and gateways 
to your power and um, it connects us to ourselves. It connects us to the universe. And um, so they're basically en energy centers that you get to access um, and they can provide kind of like a good baseline of where you're at. Um, if you take a look within each of these chakras, um, it allows you some insight on what is going on uh, depending on what's showing up in that specific chakra. So for instance, um, in the heart chakra, for instance, if it was out of balance, then there might be this inability to love oneself or to, um, you know, sometimes I've seen this in those who have like broken up with somebody and they're kind of bitter and they hold this bitterness towards love now. And so there's a part of their heart that is kind of closed off. And so then they have a difficulty receiving love after that. Um, then that is an example of where the heart chakra is blocked as well. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like the chakra system is a, a nice blueprint in general for the healing journey as we start to dissect where maybe we have disconnected. Yes, absolutely. Like there's a, a reflection so that it's not just this enigmatic experience that you're having and you don't know what to do with it. Um, it's it's once you get familiar with what the chakras are and then also what you're holding in there and um, using tools to balance them, it really gives you tools, wisdom and empowerment on how to move forward. So powerful. Here's a, a question I've always personally wondered. Do you think we come into this world with, you know, certain imbalances perhaps in the chakras or is it purely environmental once we're out of the womb? Well, I think, oh, that's an awesome question. Um, I think that there are other things at play sometimes when we're born. I think there are certain karmic things that we are born with, certain promises that we've made to ourselves and to our soul families, and sometimes that influences how we move through the world after we're born. Um, Chakra-wise, though, uh, I it's very, very rare that I've seen it carry over unless it's some kind of past life thing, which I've seen happen also, especially in women, um, where, you know, they might not take ownership of their power in this lifetime because in a past lifetime, you know, they've had loved ones be killed or they were killed or something bad happened as a result of them being a powerful seer, mystic, um, witch or something like that. And then sometimes that gets held in the chakras. So sometimes past traumas from past lifetimes can be um, lingering there in the chakras. Totally. Mm, I love that. And I think that makes a lot of sense for some people that experience physical or emotional imbalances in this lifetime, but they feel like there's really no, there's no causation in this life. It seems very random, but like you're mm -hmm. saying, it's, it's connected to something far beyond what we think of in this, this current reality. Yeah, because sometimes it is connected to something in your childhood, you know, and and you, but you're usually cognizant and aware of that. Uh, but then when it's something deeper, that it's almost like irrational, that you have this deep visceral fear of being in your power. And I've seen this happen with women, where they're like, "Oh my God, I cannot." Like, I mean, if I like, basically, for for some women, being in their power equals death or equals pain, suffering, you know, alienation, like it gets very deep. And a lot of times what I've noticed is uh, with women, especially, there's been some lineage pain, whether in their past lifetime or their, 
you know, on the soul level have promised to themselves in their ancestral lineage that they're going to heal their ancestral lineage. And a lot of women are doing that now and they may not even be aware of it, but they will start to realize that there's oftentimes a blockage in the throat chakra because for women, especially for eons, um, that's been a suppression of the divine feminine. And so that's come through with silencing the feminine voice. And, um, and I've seen that happen for a lot of women. So, you know, sometimes they'll develop, uh, actual growths or thyroid issues or, um, you know, they just will not feel comfortable speaking up or, you know, that kind of thing. So it can really just show up like even ancestrally. Yes. Mm. I think that the throat chakra is such a big thing for us to look at as women. And, you know, as a naturopath, I'm sure you see this too in your practice. I can't believe how many people have thyroid conditions now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it feels like nine out of 10 women that I work with, there is a physical imbalance. And then um, I know you lead retreats as well. And sometimes when we are singing or something like that, I see more of the expression shut down as well, where there's such a fear of being seen or really sharing your voice with the world. And it's, it seems so big, like such a massive epidemic. So why do you think that it's such a big thing? Why so many of us are disconnected? Yeah, I feel like we're so disconnected, especially women. I mean, um, that's really something that I just see almost across the board with women, um, is just this disempowerment in the voice Um, the silencing of the feminine voice. And a lot of times what I've seen is that, you know, sometimes it's happened in their current lifetime. Um, But what I've often seen is that a lot of powerful women are stepping forward now. And, you know, they're finding people like you and me, and they're just like, yeah, I want to be in my power. And then when you you know, help them find their power, they get scared and like even petrified to like open up into speaking their truth at first. And that is oftentimes very much linked to past lifetime trauma. Um, You know, that whole, you know, I've spoken with a lot of women who were either stoned or burned to death or, you know, in past lifetimes or, you know, loved ones were killed or there was you know, violence happening to themselves or loved ones as a result of seeing and speaking their truth. And, you know, like some of these women were powerful seers in past lifetimes, and then they spoke about it and people didn't like that. And so they got hunted down. So sometimes it was a past life thing. And then sometimes what I've often helped um, some women with as well is, you know, because with shamanic work, you can kind of go through portals of time and all that. And I've helped women heal their ancestral line and oftentimes it will go so far back to like tribal times of their people and, you know, where the first woman got silenced. And then from then on, it just passed down in the genetic DNA frequency of this, oh my God, uh, speaking my truth equals death. And then that gets passed down into all the women. Um, and then they don't know why, cause it's just not rational, but then it's held in the body. So that's why, you know, really creating an awareness around where this is coming from. And the fact that you have the power to transform that is so important. Yes. I think you just touched on such valuable things there. Certainly it can be our own life experiences, but it does go deeper than that in our lineage. And in, like you said, perhaps past lives. So powerful. You know, I saw this statistic recently that after the fear of dying, the second most common petrifying fear among people is public speaking. 
or speaking in general. And I resonated with that because at one point in my life, the thought of, you know, reading in front of a classroom was literally like nausea inducing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it is so powerful to connect to our voices. So my big question for you here is, what does it really look like to have a balanced throat chakra? Because I think we can all think of people that are maybe, you know, what we'd consider reserved or shy or or disconnected, but then we can also think of people that are overbearing and control conversations and they're way the opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think there, you know, you brought up a good point. There's sometimes a misconception that this perception of, you know, if you're balanced in your throat chakra, that means you're like, you know, mouthing off all over the place, right? But that's not like balanced. It's just, it just means you got a big mouth, right? Um, <laughs> so there's a difference. And because, um, you know, introverts can also, you know, because I'm introverted, you know, but some people would not think that. And, and I know, you know, um, uh, you know, coach we share, you know, James Wedmore, he talks about that a lot, you know, with being an introvert. And, uh, and the truth is, there are so many introverts who are really highly skilled at, speaking their truth. And the reason why they're really skilled at speaking their truth is because um, introverts observe and they watch a lot. And when you watch a lot and observe human behavior and why people do what they do, then you become really good at, ah, so in order for me to connect with this person, I get to um, tap into the specific frequency so that they, they hear me. Right. So like being able to be in the power of your throat chakra power, first of all, means that you're in integrity with Mm. what you're saying. Um, so you're not saying no, but you mean yes. Um, so, and you're speaking your truth on that. Uh, you're not silencing yourself. You say what you mean and mean what you say. Um, and that you're also, showing up in the world authentically, you know, like you're not pretending to be somebody else. And then also it's all about connection and expression and, you know, and it's also very connected to the heart chakra because the heart is all about, you know, desire, love, and and passion. And when that connects with the throat chakra, then it's this beautiful um, expression of, I want to connect with you um, out of love. I want to show up in service. And that's really, you know, um, some elements of what a balanced throat chakra might appear like. That is so beautifully said. And I love that you shared that it is connected to all the chakras. It's like a web and they're all feeding off of each other and they're not separate things like sometimes we dissect them to be. So another question I have is, you know, there's another misconception that having a strong throat chakra means being really, really bold or, you know, maybe speaking things without kindness or compassion, you know, being like a force of this is my belief and you better hear it. Is that the symptom of a healthy throat chakra? No, (laughs) absolutely not. Not really. (laughs) Um, Because the truth is, is that if you're just kind of lording your opinion over someone, that's not balanced. You know, I mean, it's important to have a strong... you know, kind of sense of self. And, you know, and then of course, you know, when you have a cause or a movement, you know, you have a very specific uh, approach. But in terms of like putting that on top of others in a way where it's kind of like it's my way or the highway and deal with it kind of thing, that's not balanced. Um, That's just, that's actually a little connected to the solar plexus chakra where it's all about control. And um, control 
is not really aligned with being in power. It's like a reaction to not being in power. And so people who um, exercise this control over others um, are doing so because they do not feel in control. And mm-hmm. that is some, that's actually an imbalance in the solar plexus chakra when people are trying to be controlling over others. And that can show up in the throat chakra um, as kind of an overactive throat chakra aspect where you're kind of like shouting at people and this is the way things are, deal with it kind of you know, energy. Um, that's, that's from a place of fear, honestly, when you come down to it. Uh, Cause kind of like, if I don't be overbearing, if I don't try to control the situation, then I will not be heard. And so that's completely not an empowerment in the throat chakra. Oh, such good insight right there. And I think we can all, all marinate on that and make sure we're showing up in integrity with compassion and living from that, that space of authenticity, like you said. So if a woman, say, came to you and was struggling to speak her voice, or maybe, you know, she has a physical imbalance, a thyroid imbalance, or something like that, what are some really valuable tools that anyone could implement to heal the throat chakra, live their truth, and step into their role as a leader or a guide? Mm, Powerful question. Well, I think, first of all, I would, you know, usually if they're coming in to see me, um, it's probably for some kind of healing session. And so, you know, and I think that's a great first step, you know, like seeing what you're holding there. I think that would be the first step is to be like, you know, if you're coming in, you've got some kind of like, let's say a thyroid conditions, some kind of physical imbalance in the throat chakra. Then I ask, is there any time Um, or is there anything in your life where you are not speaking your truth? Are you holding back on, on your integrity or on what you, on your fullest expression, you know, and usually they will say yes. And then I would invite them to go deeper and see what they're holding on to, where that came from. And just even that awareness of, oh, it came from this perception it was actually a belief from my mom and I carried it into, you know, the, my adulthood. And, and now this, I've just kind of perpetuated this. Right. And so like having an awareness, developing an awareness of where it originated. Um, and then, you know, I can also get deeper because usually the women who come into my office, um, you know, they're, uh, they're open to this kind of stuff of past lives and things like that. And so, um, you know, sometimes there will be this reflection around what's happened early on in their childhood and how they got silenced. I've often seen women shut down in their throat chakra if, and when they've been sexually assaulted, that's Mm -hmm. happened often. Um, and, but, you know, just as a caveat, women who have experienced that and were initially shut down in their throat chakra, if they do that internal work and they liberate their throat chakra, they become powerful speakers. Like I've seen this happen all the time. Like it's like unleashed, like Mm. their power of their voice. Um, So I think that it would just create, be about creating an awareness, delving deeper into the origins and then going into tools. And so then I would talk about, um, crystals. I would talk about maybe some, uh, some healing, uh, that needs to happen. Usually some Reiki or energy work or activations or even acupuncture can already assist and open up that energy field. So, um, doing that internal work to open up and start healing that. 
I love this so much. Okay, so let's break those down even a little bit more. So you talked about crystals. What could we do with crystals to heal the throat chakra? Ooh, crystals. I love it. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I love crystals. So um, with a throat chakra, I would say some of the premier ones for the throat chakra to really help to gently but powerfully open up the power in the throat chakra, uh, crystals like blue lace agate, uh, turquoise is awesome. Um, I love blue calcite because it nourishes the throat chakra, helps you open up into it, but it's also very gentle. So if you're kind of like a little nervous about like blasting open your throat chakra power, blue, uh, blue calcite is a nice gentle one. I also like, um, Aquamarine. Aquamarine mm. is awesome because first of all, it does resonate with the throat, but it does connect a little bit with the heart. And what I like about the aquamarine is that if there's still anger in your voice, if there's still like, I'm pissed off that I was betrayed by so-and-so, and but I still need to speak my truth. And this is for women who have experienced trauma or pain and maybe they haven't fully processed it yet. Uh, aquamarine is really great to help cool down, um, not pacify, but to kind of cool it down a little bit so that you can be in the authenticity and the truth of what you're trying to say versus the anger of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Powerful distinction there. And, you know, sometimes we think of crystals as, you know, it's just a rock or something. What is that going to do? But I have to attest to this. I wore a blue kyanite necklace for probably three years, literally every day, because I needed it to help me start to feel and find my voice. And mm. so if anyone listening has any like, mm, I don't know about that, seriously. And is there, you know, significance to the fact that these are all blue? Yes. Um, the light blue color is the color of the throat chakra. And um, so anything light blue often will resonate with um, that throat chakra. And uh, But there can be other ones too. Like I, I love the blue kyanite. I can't believe I didn't mention it because I actually work with blue kyanite every morning for meditation. Mm. Um, so awesome for the third eye and the throat chakra. Um, but it's, it's also helpful to have lapis lazuli. Um, that's also a nice one for the throat and also for the third eye, uh, to help develop. There are a lot of crystals that kind of multitask. And so, I mean, for those who might have a little bit like, Hmm, you know, crystals, I don't know. That's just kind of a rock. Well, you know, what I got to say to that is that <laughs> just start opening into amethyst. It's like the gateway crystal to like <laughs> the crystal world. It's like once you start working with amethyst, you're like over the threshold, basically. <laughs> and so, you know, just start with that. It's going to be awesome. I mean, some aspects of crystal, they have like lithium in there. So it feels great too, you know. Um, so it's just one of those things where it's just like, for it's for those who say that they don't feel crystals work or it's just a stone it's literally because they haven't really touched one or they haven't had one like as a piece of jewelry and they haven't seen the impact of how that informs their energy field because that's also what it does because it's not just simply a stone you just like slap onto a piece of jewelry but it's actually it informs your energy field to elevate to a specific vibration so that you can uh, enter into that quality. So when you're talking about turquoise or blue lace agate or blue kyanite, you're opening into that higher frequency on a regular basis when you have it on your body. Mm. Yes. Yes. 
I love crystals. I love that we're talking about this. So what other tools are available for healing the throat chakra? Are there teas or anything like that that are also nourishing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing like, you know, this is not some, um, you know, off topic thing. It's totally relevant, but I used to actually, I was classically trained in opera. And so one thing that I learned was to take care of my voice and that kind of thing. And so I learned about teas early on. Um, there are so many wonderful herbs that nourish the throat and nourish the throat chakra. And, um, this is if your voice gets raw, if it, um, if you've been speaking a lot. Uh, so there are, there's like marshmallow, that is a wonderful herb. Slippery elm lubricates mm. the uh, tissues there. Um, uh, thigh, uh, was it thyme? Um, I think hyssop. Hyssop is also a great uh, respiratory um, upper level herb. Um, and I think those would be the ones that I would say the most that I've used. Um, and I've also used throat sprays um, that are herbal. Like for instance, there's a zinc spray that I have that has elderberry and echinacea in it. And not only does that feel awesome, but it also augments the strength in the throat chakra too. So those kind of... Uh, teas and um, herbs, uh, if you infuse it, you know, if you actually do like an herbal infusion, which is basically steeping it like about an ounce of dried herb in a mason jar, pouring boiling water over it, and then steeping it for at least eight hours and then drinking the the, uh, fluid, you can actually deeply nourish your throat chakra. That way it's like a tonic. Mm, That sounds so amazing. Yes, I so agree with that. What other tools do you feel are important? Are there any practices of actually speaking or chanting that are helpful? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love sound healing. You know, of course, the voice, the vocal cords, it's all about this vibration. And I think we're also entering into this time now where a lot of us are opening up into that higher level of frequency and all this ascension vibration. And so there's a lot of talk about frequency and vibration. And so sound would actually be highly helpful just in general, because I mean, we're at least 70% water. So I mean, that resonates with us highly. But when we're healing the throat chakra, you know, even the vibration of our voice, like chanting hum, you know, can even just like emit this uh, level frequency specific keys, uh, sound healing with Tibetan singing bowls. Um, you know, the, I, I know that there are various singing bowls that are uh, keyed to a specific tone or key. Um, like I have a Tibetan singing bowl that's uh, resonant to the key of A, which is for the third eye chakra. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, so there are are singing bowls, sound healing, uh, sacred singing, um, chanting hum. Like there's so many vibrational ways to open up your throat chakra power. Absolutely. And for some people that maybe are just terrified of, you know, the thought of singing or chanting or something, I mean, is singing in the shower or in the car going to help their throat chakra? (laughs) Sure, sure. Like (laughs) singing singing in any way. Like, I mean, anywhere that you allow yourself opening into your truth, into your voice, and even if it begins to yourself in the shower, you know, like it's just, 
however it shows up, just allow, just allow yourself to open up into it. Even if you're a little shy, that's usually if you're a little shy or scared about opening up into your throat chakra power. And usually, you know, a little thing I want to say about that is usually women who are very nervous about opening up into their throat chakra power. It's not because they think or fear that they've got something ridiculous to say that no one will want to hear. It is because they know that they are so uber powerful that they're actually afraid they might bowl over people and alienate people. And they're afraid of the change that um, they fear it might induce. And so to that, I just want to share that, you know, you get to see that it's safe for you to be in your power now. For all the women who are listening to this, it's safe for you to be powerful. It's safe for you to use your voice. And it's safe for you to be sacred. And it's safe for you to speak your sacredness into the world. And so you know, even just giving yourself that permission to speak the unsaid is just everything. So it's okay if you're not like on the podcast or you're not on stage or something. I mean, you know, if you, if that resonates awesome, but you know, just be truthful and honest and integrity with yourself. And that's where it begins. Wow. I couldn't have said that better. That was beautiful. Thank you. Mm, And I love, I love that you continue to reiterate it is safe. It is safe. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Wow. So any other final thoughts or tools that you feel that women need to hear as they embark on this journey of embodying their voice and their truth? Mm. I would say that it is to trust your voice, trust your voice and trust your path because your higher self is, you know, once you allow your higher self to take the wheel Um, and you just trust that, okay, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen next month or next year, but I trust, you know, that will open up not only your throat chakra power, but your heart. And once your heart is open, everything falls in line. You know, if your heart is on board, all the other chakras will be like, okay, heart's on board. It's safe. (laughs) We can do this. And so, you know, just allow yourself to trust yourself enough to allow the openings of your power to come forward. Because the truth is you have all the support you require. You just need to open up to the fact that it's available and there. Because one thing that I know that I hear a lot from women is I'm not getting the signs. I'm looking for a sign and it's not here. And the truth is, is that you're always getting signs. We're always getting signs. And if you're saying you're not getting signs, it's because you're not paying attention. And so you get to pay attention and paying attention also is in relationship to trusting that you're getting what you need and trusting that you're supported on your God path and to trust the fact that you also are God. And so... I think that's uh, what I would love to leave off with. Mm. And so it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm just in awe of the work you do in the world, Margarita, and how you show up and really how you've transcended your wounds into your wisdom. I really am so in awe of what you do in the world. So how can everyone connect with you, find you, purchase your book? 
And thank you so much. Well, you can purchase my book, uh, Chakra Healing, uh, The Beginner Primer uh, for Opening Up Into Your Chakra Power. You can find that on Amazon. And um, people can find me on my website at alcantaraacupuncture.com. And there I have a free gift. Um, it's a starseed power activation video. And so you can enter your name, your email address, and you'll get that free gift from me. And then you'll also be added to get updates from me of anything that I'm up to. Amazing. And I'll have all of that linked in the show notes for all of you. She also has some amazing blogs. I spent like an hour today (laughs) reading all of your blogs and just being in awe of you. So truly, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful and honored that you had me here. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.